to Brown's world where I talk about things I think we should be talking about. Of course, as per custom, I learnt yet another fact today. Today I learnt that there are around 60,000 miles of blood vessels in the human body, which is about 96,500 kilometres for all of you metric people, which I am one, so I'm not too sure I said miles first. Now, what's interesting is that if you took them all out, not only would you be dead, they'd apparently stretch around the world more than twice. But I do really want to stress the dead part. I feel like we're just tossing that aside and focusing on this whole blood vessel thing. Anyway, moving on. This notion of why do we pick sides? I think it's a good question and the way I see it is that it's a a natural human thing to do throughout our whole lives. uh, We resonate with things and we pick sides for everything and for probably a number of reasons, you know, social reasons, environmental reasons, cultural reasons and, and so on. And from this, some of us pick sports teams, for example, who we swear by and I think what happens is that all other teams sort of become an enemy, not in a sense that we want to kill them. Well, I'd hope not anyway, but in saying that, the way some people behave, it's almost hard to distinguish. Anyway, we we pick political standings, for example. Am I a conservative? Am I liberal? Am I on the left? Am I on the right? I guess my point is we pick sides for such a large number of things. Now, I'm not a psychologist, but I would argue, uh, or I'd guess, that there are psychological foundations to this and personally I don't have an issue with picking sides I mean like I said I think there are many reasons that we resonate with certain things and therefore we are attracted to those things and you know if there's a team or a particular social norm that corresponds to that well then I'm in but what I wanted to talk about today is this potential issue of holding too strongly to ideologies that are a part of a group or say a particular team I think by holding on uh, too strongly to certain group ideologies, it poses the risk of uh, viewing the world uh, world with an unproductive bias. And not only that, it's so hard to uh, see the other team's point of view, especially when within ourselves we consider them the enemy or, or the outsider. Now, I wanted to talk about the history a little bit here. Um, well, I'm, I'm no historian or expert on human behavior but fortunately for me the internet has some pretty good sources of information now what I've sort of found out is that humans naturally are uh, tribal which I guess ties into this notion of having this uh, collective ideology within a group of, of people now there's this idea that anything that is external to that group ideology is then referred to as a as a snake or something poisonous or something that needs to be eradicated Uh, and you know I kind of I kind of understand this especially from an evolutionary point of view because you know you don't know what that thing is and this idea or this thing that is infiltrating our group may have the power to collapse the very uh, hierarchy or or way of life of the members in the group it's almost like we want to maintain this integrity of this group ideology and anything that challenges it uh, makes the group feel insecure and of course we can't have that Um, I'm just not too sure that this sort of behavior would be relevant for today's society. Now, I'm not saying that everything that is external to certain ideologies is a good thing or even a bad thing. There may be times where this is very relevant for the survival of tightly established ideologies. Uh, I can also understand that there's perhaps this instinctual need for order within a group at any form of disorder 
will be considered a bad thing. But I'm suggesting that holding onto certain ideologies may be perhaps holding us back from seeing the bigger picture and maybe even progress, especially when you pick a side. Uh, for example, in sport, you couldn't care less what uh, the other team is offering you. Well, I don't even think that's a concept in sport. Uh, my understanding is that in sport, it's one team doing whatever it can to conquer the other. Now, sports obviously aren't the same thing as political ideals, but I can certainly see similarities. You know, people get so caught up picking sides, they fail to see the the bigger picture and certainly fail to recognize that the so-called opposition may have something productive to bring. Uh, my last podcast was about, well, partially about why discussions fail. And I didn't bring up the notion of uh, picking sides, but I think this would tie in quite well with that. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying. Personally, I think in order to get away from this culture of seeing it as picking a side of which we must remain loyal, otherwise we open ourselves up for criticism and, and ridicule and so on, I think we need to look at this from a different perspective and which will potentially allow us to redefine what's going on and um, potentially shift this culture. Um, you know, I think it would help if fundamentally, you know, for even a, a small part, we didn't feel like we were picking a side. Now, don't get me wrong, I pick sides on multiple things throughout my life and I'll probably continue to do so. But from experience, what that has done to me is, well, not entirely, but certain to a degree, is that it has, has somewhat shut me off from any ideology that wasn't in line with, with mine or that, that group, for example. It's like I was so focused on my established ideology that I ignored elements of what the opposing side would say. Now, I'm not saying that this is what happens as a set rule for all people. I'm just talking about my own uh, personal experience. Um, and I'm not even referring to, you know, I'm not even just referring to major life-changing ideologies like uh, do I support abortion? Do I believe in capital punishment? Do I have a religion? And, and so on. I, I think those are sort of the more, you know, the more, the bigger ones anyway. Um, I, but I still think you can have weak ideologies too. But my point is that even in those weak ones, a bias would still exist. Um, and what's interesting um, in my personal experience even is that for the most part, just because I had a certain belief, it didn't entirely shut me off from certain opposing ideas, but I know a bias still exists. For example, uh, I still tried other soft drinks when I believed there were only a few types that I liked. I still watched other types of sports when there was only one or two I considered my favorite. I still watched movies where actors I didn't particularly agree with. I still listened to songs by artists that I certainly didn't agree with. I still drove a car knowing about the environmental strain. I still listened to people I didn't agree with and, and so on. I guess my point is that even though these may be considered weaker types of ideologies, there were certain elements of me being shut off from the other side, shut off from the possibility of being more uh, open with the opposing view. And I'd be lying if I said there weren't elements of biased behavior going on. Uh, and nowadays especially, I try to be a little bit more open-minded, but what's really helped me is looking at the environment from a different perspective, um, especially the political environment. I'll try my best to explain, I guess, this this uh, phenomena that occurred in, in my brain. Uh, okay, so I've had people ask me a lot, you know, like, you know, where do I see myself politically, which I think is a fair question. Now, when I first started looking into politics, something about it 
disturbed me. But at first, I couldn't really put my finger on it. Uh, I understand the need to have ideas, and obviously, we're not all going to agree on any given topic. But something about the environment, uh, something about the culture surrounding political ideologies, really, really disturbed me. And I, I found it somewhat a flaw in us being more uh, harmonious with people who have opposing views. You know, our, our whole lives, I feel like there's this expectation to pick sides. Uh, what team do you support? What's your favorite color? Uh, what's your favorite sport? What's your favorite make of car? What religion do you belong to? Uh, who's your favorite actor? You know, where do you stand politically? I guess the list goes on. And not only that, I feel like there's also this hidden expectation to know exactly why you pick that team or, or ideal or whatever it is for for the very least so you can defend your position. Um, imagine someone asked you uh, who your who your favorite actor was and you were like, oh, uh, Hugh Jackman. And then they asked you, well, well, why? You know, why is Hugh Jackman your favorite actor? And then you reply with, I don't know. Obviously that would be very, uh, very awkward, you know? And um, it's not ideal, you know? So I think justifying, especially to ourselves, while we pick a particular side also occurs, which to me also adds to tying you in with that ideology. And obviously I'm using very basic examples here, but um, this is just to sort of get my point across. And so not only have you picked a side, you now have a concrete idea as to exactly why uh, you've picked that side, which I think adds that uh, potential tunnel vision. Now, I think certainly if you're politically minded, then there's this expectation to pick a side. And it's like if if you don't know, which I personally think is fine, um, that's when you you know go through that criteria or questions, especially when you do become interested in, in the political environment. And so you start asking yourself, or maybe someone else might start asking you, you know, certain questions, you know, what do you believe in? What are your ideologies? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And then once you've gone through all these questions, you'll finally be put into uh, some sort of category. Now, I think what's potentially dangerous about being defined by a particular category is that it has the power to shut you off from uh, other viewpoints. But uh, what's interesting, I think, is that I think there's this accepted idea that people can have multiple viewpoints and some from opposing beliefs or ideologies, but subconsciously it's like, don't you dare say that or admit that you have thoughts that support uh, both camps, otherwise you'll be seen as a, uh, as a hypocrite, you know, especially on the political side of things. There are always these questions, uh, well, even if they're not being explicitly asked, people are always trying to find out about you, you know, are you a liberal, are you, are you conservative, are you on the left, are you on the, you on the right? which, okay, there's nothing wrong with that, but a part of this disturbs me for a couple of reasons. Firstly, I think it brings in the notion that I picked this team and therefore our sole purpose is to beat the other team. We will not be conquered uh, by outside forces. We will conquer them, which I think is a potentially dangerous way of, of thinking, especially if it prevents tolerance of other groups. And secondly, I feel picking a side then potentially shuts you off or... Uh, demonizes you from having thoughts that are in line with people on the uh, on the other team you know you'll be seen as a traitor or, or a hypocrite and and be ridiculed and whatnot now this really disturbed me the the division that existed and this notion that now that I've picked my team I have to remain loyal and uh, try to beat the other team at all costs 
And I see it on all the time, especially on YouTube. You know, the number of videos I see titled uh, so-and-so destroys so-and-so in political uh, debate. You know, so-and-so destroys social justice warrior. And the videos are usually someone with one political standing, completely humiliating uh, someone who has another. And in most cases, the person being humiliated is someone who's potentially uneducated on uh, whatever's going on. Now, in this example, I'm not going to say that the social justice warrior in the video was was right um, or we should sympathize because usually in the videos they just have no idea what they're talking about but uh, seeing this culture where we promote this uh, public humiliation um, of others especially in this space it makes me uncomfortable it, it actually kind of makes me sad now uh, I get it you know on YouTube especially um, currency is views and obviously you'll title your video with uh, whatever you can in order to get the most views and I'm not gonna lie I've been drawn to videos like that because of their titles so I can see why people do it and I guess why wouldn't you if it dries up your views what I have an issue with however is is the culture of how we treat people with opposing views um, but just on that before I move on if it was me personally and I had to title my videos like that to get views like you know uh, Brown destroys uh, social justice snowflake something along the lines of that which I actually hope I never actually do so if I ever do that please uh, call me out on it but say I had to title my video like that to to get some views on, on YouTube um, I would then say okay well okay I need to get views um, but once my views on my channel start going up and and my channel becomes very popular at say 20,000 subscribers um, I'll then go back to to all those videos and change the title um, of those videos because it's no longer about views but anyway that's just me now uh, where was I uh, okay yes yes so um, for me in order to get past um, what was going on with this culture I had to sort of look at it from a different perspective um, otherwise for me I felt like I was going to be in this perpetual loop of confusion and you know and I was embarrassed as to what I was seeing and it made me feel very uncomfortable now what I started thinking was what if all of this um, you know what if it was all the same like all the different political ideologies that existed um, you know what if they're all the same under the same umbrella but with just different levels of degrees okay so let me explain first you know um, so for example uh, if you think about hot and cold the concept of hot and cold uh, you might think I'm crazy after this podcast but just just hear me out here um, so uh, personally I think there's no such thing as hot and cold in a sense that it's not clear-cut and hot and cold can't be properly defined you know like where does cold end and and hot begin and, and vice versa there isn't a, a defined uh, temperature I guess you could say that means hot and there isn't a defined temperature that means cold and not only that the meaning of those things uh, changes given the environment and the and the context you know what might be considered hot in in one setting might be completely different in in another and, you know and vice versa you go to Antarctica for example and ask them what hot and cold is and and go to the equator and ask them what hot and cold is and you may get quite uh, uh, different answers now in all of this what does exist is this is temperature you know temperature exists um, temperature is a real thing and 
temperature has the same meaning no matter where you are you know it's the, it's constant in but it has the same meaning no matter where you are no matter the con- uh, the context and so to me hot and cold are varying degrees of the same umbrella thing which is temperature now i thought about this for a while a really long time actually and so i thought okay you know this is really interesting hot and cold uh, don't exist per se um, because we essentially create what they mean um, you know and I thought maybe I could apply this to to the political environment to help me look at this from a different perspective you know um, maybe I can apply this to the culture that we have here um, and I know this is a weird concept but yeah just just bear with me here so so what if ultimately our collective political environment with all the ideas and, and you know what if it's the same thing and the different views and and the different ideologies are different degrees of the same thing now for me visually anyway this opened up the notion that now we're possibly all on the same team with potentially the same goal and the different degrees are the the different opinions and ideologies that people may have uh, within the same team which which happens you know you'll have disagreements with people on your on your sports team, at work, at home, at school, and so on. And worst case scenario is that you may have a schism that occurs where people uh, disagree so much, which causes them to break off and create a you know a different branch of the same overarching thing, like a like a separate branch of a church, for example. But for me, visually, um, this idea broke down that invisible barrier and. And the constraints that existed when picking a team i no longer felt the need to try and and beat anyone because they were no longer on another team instead we were more likely to listen to each other and try to uh, figure out the best way to achieve the the collective goal now what may be the collective goal we'll have to figure that out first you know on a sports team it's about getting more points than the opposition in society we'd have to figure out exactly what our collective goal is is it peace and security is it efficiency is it freedom is it equality so obviously we'd have to figure out the goal first and this would become the collective goal um but for me this idea broke down some boundaries because you know uh caused by the the culture you know the current culture now i do want to say that i see the need for opposing ideas in society i think it's important um the yin and yang i think portrays this idea of duality um, really well I, and I interpret it as the need for chaos in order and the need for order in chaos without chaos there would be no change and obviously change is a good thing now I'm not saying to agree with people who have opposing beliefs because obviously people have sorts of, of ideologies which may be for good reason but again this shift in how I was seeing it um, you know it, it played you know it broke down the barriers that existed when people pick a side you know back to the yin and yang quickly i think we need the chaos but when the chaos is coming from potentially the same house or the same team it, it may be easier to deal with i don't know i would love to get some feedback on that uh, concept um that's if you haven't considered me a, a madman by now i consider myself not knowing in in so many fields i'm just opening up this discussion and especially this idea of picking sides which has been with us i think through evolution which probably for good reason but when the cultural and societal environment changes it's possible that certain uh, instinctual behaviors aren't as useful as they once were i think there are certain hardwired behaviors which maybe once upon a time were uh, critical to our survival but maybe not so much in the modern context uh, in saying that i'm not too sure there's actually any 
scientific evidence for that. I tried researching it, but couldn't really find anything, um, which was interesting. But that's yeah. But I also think there's this sort of agreed upon idea that certain instinctual behaviors are potentially hardwired, like possibly uh, sexual behavior, uh, treating relatives a certain way compared to others, the existence of hierarchies, eating, sleeping, uh, raising children, childbirth. I don't know. I'm just sort of thinking out loud here. There may be more, there may be none. And you may argue that maybe all of this is due to cultural conditioning, food for thought nonetheless. Anyway, thanks for joining me. This is Brown's World. Until next time.